Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Just, you know, just another another day, another week closer to football. Just another division to be broken down. And uh, I don't know what the fans think, but this could be a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. It's my least favorite division to really, like, dissect. I just I guess I could say I just don't really care about it. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do our best here to not make this an absolute snoozer, um, because truthfully, this division, even with the Tennessee Titans, won this division last year, and they weren't exciting. <laughs> they were the one seed, and no one, no one respected them that way. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of a boring team. Um, there's a little bit of intrigue, all the offseason storylines, and I guess we'll start here. Obviously, if you don't even already know yet, we're doing the AFC South. We're talking Jags, we're talking Texans, we're talking Colts, and we're talking the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, of course, getting the number one seed last year, as Brad just said. So we'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, as long as this pod's been going, this team has been horrendous. I think that's a fair assessment. And they uh, they bring in Urban Meyer last year, and he makes it how many weeks? Five, six. I think he made it. I think he made it a little bit further than that, but it was a tragedy. I mean, it the was, one time he was there, we were just saying, "Is this the week he's going to be?" I mean, just bad thing yeah. after bad thing. Yeah, he was never in. He was never in the headlines for something good. It was always, "Is he going to SC? Is he going to Notre Dame? Is he?" Losing the locker room? Is he signing Tim Tebow when he? Uh, is he going to a nightclub in Columbus after a loss to go get dance up on while you're? Uh, it's a he was a mess. But anyway, so they fire him. Okay, and last year they went team uh, as a team. One of those wins was with Urban Meyer over Buffalo, which is kind of shocking. I think it was like six to nine, even. It was super yeah, low score. And they beat the Colts when the Colts needed to win to get into the postseason. Yeah, that ended Real their weird season. wins. Yeah. Um, they had a ton of cap space going into the offseason, rookie quarterback, and just obviously a very young and inexperienced roster. It usually bodes well for cap space. They went out and signed Christian Kirk, and that got a lot of headlines. It broke the wide receiver market kind of wide open because there were players that are extremely – like they're way better than Christian Kirk not getting that kind of money. And after Christian Kirk, all these wide receivers basically got paid. I think we've seen like six or seven different wide receivers get paid this offseason or get raises or something along those lines. Uh, but Christian Kirk signed for, I believe, it was a four-year $84 million. It's right? four years, 72, but it could be worth up to 84 with um, bonuses, and 37 of it was fully guaranteed. Okay. Uh, they also signed tight end Evan Ingram. His his welcome in New York was kind of worn out. He was a first-round draft pick, and it just never really went anywhere. I think a lot of people credit him with being a drop, drop player. He's constantly dropping balls. Um, he's just not a sure-handed guy. They did go out and get a nice, uh, nice guard, Brandon Sheriff, I believe from Washington, right? Yeah. And then obviously they, you know, when you suck, you have the number one overall pick, and that was Trayvon Walker. Which up until, up until the, the final minute of the draft, it looked like it could have been maybe three or four different players potentially, but 
Trayvon Walker was one that kind of caught steam late, and uh, that's who they ended up selecting. Key losses, not a ton. They did lose their center, Brian Linder, till he retired. And then uh, a utility running back, Carlos Hyde. Other than that, I didn't really see anybody that was like, oh, my gosh, they're losing this person. Jacksonville just doesn't really have that kind of roster that's like there hasn't been really impact players coming and going. So um, what do you have on the additions and the losses? Yeah, so one guy that I know flies under the radar, maybe some of you guys know who I'm talking about, but there was a report that a guy named Foyasad Olukan, a middle linebacker from the Falcons, went to the Jags. And I was thinking to myself, why is this really breaking news? The Falcons had a bad defense. The Jags weren't outstanding. And then it came to my attention, he had 192 total tackles last year, which led the NFL. He had 102 solo tackles with 90 assisted tackles to go along with it that is not career that is 2021 season and the year before he had 117 combined tackles so he's back-to-back tackle machine the last two years so what I was doing during the 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 breakdown getting ready is I really looked at the defensive side of the ball because everyone talks about the Christian Kirk signing Travis Etienne and James Robinson how's that going to work Trevor Lawrence But on defense, they have Josh Allen, who a lot of you guys know, he basically single-handedly won them the game against the Buffalo Bills when they won 6-9. to Then they add Devin Lloyd uh, in the first round of the draft. They add Trayvon Walker in the first round of the draft to their front seven. And they have Shaquille Griffin as a corner, along with, like I said, Foyasato Lucan as a pickup addition. So their linebacking crew, Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Josh Allen, Foyasad, that's actually one of the best left to right, could potentially be, I mean, there's there's two rookies, but potentially this defense could, could really cause a lot of problems for some people. And Trevor Lawrence with a new coach with, I mean, Brandon Sheriff is one of the best offensive linemen period in the NFL. You have two, well, you hope Travis Etienne comes back, but two serviceable running backs. And the wide receiving core, Laquan Treadwell played for the Saints, LaVisca Chenault, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., and Christian Kurt. I just think this is a team that could double their wins. Now, granted, that's still 6-11. and 11. That's not great. But this is, a, this is a Jaguars team that if you want to excuse the debacle in the coaching and the front office and everything that happened last year that really stopped this team from going. You know, you look back at the final game of the year when they played Indianapolis, and Trevor Lawrence had a pretty good game and uh, had threw a real nice touchdown to Marvin Jones in that game. Uh, it was just one that was on my TV because of playoff implications. But I just see this Jaguars team not being – completely walked over i think with this defensive front the additions on offense i think this team could just be flat out better and um it'll be interesting to see what they do in 2021 because i'm not like super high on the the texans titans or colts and overall although i do think the colts and titans are a better team than the jags but i'd like to see what trevor lawrence can do seeing all these other young quarterbacks have success him in year two with a more sturdy front office, better positional players. I'm excited to see what the Jags can do. 
as a team that nobody really hates. The linebacker, what was his name again? Foyasad Olukan. Yeah, I so I was, I was, it. yeah, so he's 26 years old. Um, 192 total tackles is good for seventh most all time in a single season. So pretty legit. Um, and to be honest, he's only the one, two, three, four. He's only the fifth guy to do it. Uh, this guy named Jesse Tuggle, he played in the nineties with Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons. He's done it three times. So, <laughs> but it, also, it's a pretty elite list. He also had three interceptions and six pass deflections. So he kind of did it in coverage. I mean, he was all over the place. So that's yeah. got to be exciting for Jags fans. The one thing I will say, um, this team needed a secure veteran <laughs> head coach. And I thought they got it in Doug Peterson. I really do. I think that it's pretty much like the, almost if I could have scripted a coach for them, that's who I would have hired for them. It just seems like the perfect fit. An offensive guy um, has won, won Super Bowls as a coach, won Super Bowls as a player, uh, been around the league. He kind of gets it. And this young team is going to need somebody like that. Um, another thing that kind of stands out to me, and you, you kind of halfway talked about it, the wide receiver room they have, there's no A's, but there's a shit ton of B's. If you got four B receivers, you're going to be all right. Um, the running back room, like you said, Robinson, ETN, that could be some, this offense could actually surprise some people. Trevor Lawrence, I don't expect him to have another horrendous season like he did last year. I expect there to be some actual, like, progress being made. And the defensive line, Josh Allen's been a dog for them for years. And Travion Walker, Trayvon Walker comes in, um, defensive end out of Georgia, right? Yeah, they yeah, put him on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna put him on the. They're gonna put him out there on the other side. In the offensive line, they've upgraded with the sheriff, and they 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 tagged and then re-signed Cam Robinson. They, it's a better long than it looks like. I just think this is. You said double their wins. I'm right with you. I was I was gonna say that. I agree. Um, we can get to their first five. I actually have them showing some success early in this season, um, and I didn't go through their whole schedule to predict what their schedule what their record would be, but. Um, Jacksonville will be improved. Do I think they're contending for a playoff spot? Absolutely not. Not there yet. But this is a 100% more of an improved team, and it's not an automatic loss, in my opinion, going up against them. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not – they're not taking an automatic loss. Right, yeah. Saying. It would be a shame if we didn't say that they drafted Snoop Connor in the running back room as well. And just got a rep, a guy named Snoop coming into the league. You can't just let that fly under the radar. Also, uh, Foyasad Olukan, 192 tackles, one forced fumble and two sacks and three picks was not enough to make the Pro Bowl. He's just got to do better next year. So you have to think he's going to try and improve. That's insane. What a joke. And he comes over from where? The Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. So this is crazy. If you look at the top 13 total tackle seasons in NFL history, one, two, 
three, four, five, six of them come from Atlanta Falcon players. I don't know. So what even maybe, is that? Maybe mean? it's in the water. Maybe it's in the water. I don't know. Honestly, spooky. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it is. So first five games, let's get right into it. They're going to open up on the road at the Washington, I almost said football team, Commanders, uh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson. That's fun. Storyline yeah. there, right? Uh, and I believe this is an absolutely winnable game. Mm-hmm. But is it a win? I'm giving it to him, yeah. I am too. Okay, we agree. And right. Jags. Typically, the last few seasons, week one has been kind of a bright spot, even if they do go on to be not very good. Last two years ago, <laughs> they won their first game of the year and lost 15 in a row. Last year, they got thumped, but you're right. They have had some success week one. Uh, week two, home against the Colts, home opener. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville in like seven years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to give them the win straight up, but I will say we're going to get into the Colts in a little bit. Um, we don't know about their receiving core and their new passing game. And mm-hmm. uh, I think this is going to be a big test for the Jags front seven versus that Colts running game. Um, I, I'm going to give it to the Colts. I just think they're a better team, but I, I'm not comfortable. I mean, th- the curse has to be broken eventually. Um, but this is this is a trap game because the Colts' first five, they start out with two games that they may be overlooking already off the bat. So um, these are important games. If the Colts want to be in it late, they got to win divisional games. Um, I think the Colts can take care of this one. So... There is something to be said that you haven't beat a team in X amount of years in Jacksonville. I think there's there like six. It's something stupid. It's like I think it's like six years. Yeah. It's stupid because um, how good the Colts are and like how yeah. bad the Jags are. But yet the Jags have basically it's almost since like Peyton Manning's been gone. Like even Andrew Luck struggled in Jacksonville. Um I will say this. Jacksonville's gonna win some games. I'm going to give them this one is a shocking victory. Extend the streak. As you alluded to, this front seven is actually pretty dirty. And they have enough offensive weapons. I think it's low scoring, but I think Jacksonville finds a way to get it done. And it's one of those things where we're already questioning game. it. Yeah, I think we're already going to be questioning like, oh, well, is Matt Ryan the guy? Not not that I think Matt Ryan's going to be bad because I don't. But On the flip um, side, we'll be saying it was Urban Meyer. This team could go. They just had a terrible guy, you know, leading it at the time. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're they going to hit a bit of a hurdle here. So it's at the Chargers. I know you're extremely high on them. Uh, I like Herbert. I like this team. I think the Chargers are loaded. <laughs> I, I got the Chargers here. I do, too. It's just back-to-back. I am uh... – I am massively huge on the Eagles as well. These are two teams that I will be paying attention to all year, and they got them back-to-back. It's two losses. So week four at the Eagles, Doug Peterson goes back to Philadelphia. That's not going to matter. I don't I don't think so at all. I, I can't wait to get to the NFC East because I'm so excited. for. We'll get there. But, yes, they lose to the Eagles. I have the Eagles winning as well. I will say this. 
The Chargers are the, in my opinion, the only for sure loss in the four games. I could see them beating the Eagles. I could see enough there. That's 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 fun. That's I'm why just, it's the I'm, NFL. Yeah, I'm just saying. I pick the Eagles every week. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, Urban. Uh, week five, hosting the Houston Texans. I have that as a win, Jacksonville. I like that to be a win too. I have Jacksonville at three and two, matching I, their win total in their first five games. I have no problem putting them at two and three. And yeah, and to be honest, I could see that. In my opinion, I get. The, I think they get at least two wins here, at least two. And when we I also think you say, can see a third. When we also say the Jags like doubling their win total, scattered throughout their season, they have Houston twice. They've shown that they can beat the Colts. They have. Um, they have uh, the New York Jets on here. They have the Lions on here. Like uh, they have Washington on here. Just some teams that you're not very high on, and you know, there's always a chance they win on a random week. You know, team. As Buffalo. an underdog, it, yeah, there's always a chance for that. But it's um, they have the London game versus Denver. You never know how those games can go. So it's just, I think it's entirely on the table for this team to double their win total and have something to grow on going into the next season. Yeah. Any final words on Jacksonville? Just that. Uh, this is one of the teams that, like, there's some bad teams where you're like, I'm not going to watch them. This is a team that, because of Trevor Lawrence, the new additions, post-Urban, Doug Peterson coming in, there's actually a lot of fun storylines for a team that could be exciting on Sundays. I think this team could be fun to watch. Yeah, I think I I was able to catch maybe, and I'm, I'm just off the top of my head, I could be high or low here. I think I was able to catch three Jags games one of them for sure in its entirety when he played Burrow on Thursday night. Um, they weren't a horrendous watch, as bad as they were. I mean, there's a lot of bright spots, including Lawrence. So, um, again, if, if they do turn out to be a 6-11 and 11 football team, I think you'll see some bright spots, and I think they won't be horrendous, and you can watch them on a, a random night of the week. Yeah, I just I just did a quick count, and it's like six of their losses last year were one possession games. That tells you right there they can potentially flip a couple mm-hmm. of those. Absolutely. Moving on, Houston Texans. Uh, last year they were four and thirteen. They did fire their coach, and they hired a new one, Levy Smith. Um, key ads. I didn't have a ton here, so if you got some, Adam, uh, I got John Mechie. Wide receiver out of Alabama in the first round, the right? Pick, yeah. Yep. The draft pick, yeah. Yep. And then Christian Harris, the linebacker. I didn't write down his position. I usually do. I believe it's a linebacker. Um, key, lo- key losses, yes, though. And he I don't, is a I, linebacker. Yeah, they I also drafted uh, Derek Stingley with the third overall pick. Oh, corner. my gosh. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you. and they got yeah. uh, their, their second draft pick was Kenyon Green, who was a guard. And they drafted a safety, Jalen Petrie. Okay. So, so they, they definitely got some youth here. Forward. Yeah, they definitely got some youth. Um, as far as key losses, uh, starting cornerback, Connie, I'm sorry, Lonnie Johnson, uh, starting offensive tackle, Marcus, uh, Marcus Cannon, former Patriot. And then, of course, the breaking offseason news. Uh, they finally offloaded Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. Uh, to the Cleveland Browns via trade. 
In April, they also um, they signed Steven Nelson from the Steelers that uh, yep. the corner. Yep. So they definitely took an approach of adding I mean, I, the corner. I thought the quarterback position for them was kind of big. Obviously, taking Stingley at number three, right? Was yeah. Three? Yeah. Kind of blew the top off the draft. Him over uh, Sauce. Yeah, Sauce Gordon. Um. I'll be honest, before we even get into the first five games, I think this has the opportunity to be the worst team in the league, and it's not because of quarterback play. I think there's a lot of factors here. Uh, I don't think the roster is as talented as it, it was several years ago. I think they have some wide receiver help between Mechie and Cooks, uh, some solid stable of running backs, but I just there's just no impact players on this team. And I got to be honest. I understand why the the Rooney rule is a thing. Um, I think it needs to be a thing. Um, and there are several black coaches I would hire today. Levy Smith is not one of them. I think he's he's a mid-early 2000s coach that had success with the Bears. The league has moved away from his style. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking on a pod about you know, he's got this disciplinary actions of running practices too hard or whatever. I mean, it, it's already going against him. It just, I don't think it's a great fit. And I think they did it strictly because they were trying to make a point. I, I don't know. I, I would have kept David Cauley. I thought he was, for the circumstances of what the Texans were, I thought he was pretty good last year. He won four games when nobody gave them a shot. We thought they would be the worst team in the league, even worse than the Lions. We thought they'd be worse than the Jags, and they weren't. Uh, I think the one bright spot is Davis Mills. I like Davis Mills. I think they got something there. Yeah, I think with Davis Mills, though, I think this team is looking to be relatively pass-happy. They have Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. They draft Kenyon Green at left guard. So they strip up the left side of the line. They have they added Marlon Mack alongside Rex yeah. Burkhead, two running backs yeah. who are pretty good out of the backfield as pass catchers. Yeah. Brandon Cooks with John Mechie. And then we talk about having bees. Nico Collins, Chris Conley, Philip Dorsett. Like they have some guys who are out there trying to make a name for themselves and put good tape on, whether it's for the Texans or maybe to move on in the future. Um, I think this offense can have some bright spots. I just can't find much to love about this defense. I know they have Steven Nelson and they draft Stingley Jr., but, like, I don't know. I just think so many points are going to be scored on this team, and maybe that's why you get Lovey Smith, draft offense, and then have him coach up theoretically the defense. But we, we it jury's still out on if Lovey Smith can, can coach in this league. I mean, it's been a long time since he's been good. I agree with you. I, I'm more on the side that, Probably not, but um, these these Texans team, they, they allowed a lot of points against them last year. I'm looking at, um, let's just go through their first eight last year, points against 21, 31, 24, 40, 25, 31, 31, 38. I don't think they have the offense to overcome points in the 30s. And the games that they allowed in the 20s, 24 to 9 like they, they won by by good margin so it's like this team how many wins they had four wins and they swept the jaguars 
So, I mean, I just don't see this team improving and not as much at they're not close enough to the Colts and Titans yet. Not even close, I don't think. And the Jaguars improved way more than I thought they did. So I just, I don't like anything really about the Texans. And if you were to ask me to put my guess in right now for the number one pick in 2023's draft, mine would be the Houston Texans. And that's the thing, me and you, I think all last year stood on the table for Davis Mills. But on his best day, what is he, the 19th best quarterback in the NFL right now? And that's, that's, off the top of the cup, that's also saying, like, there's so many great and good quarterbacks in our league right now that Davis Mills on his best day wouldn't even crack the top half of the starters in the NFL. So the Texans just aren't there. Honestly, it's not close. And everything that the Browns are dealing with in the Deshaun case, the Texans are catching a lot of that flack as well. So it's just a lot to go through with a coach named Lovey Smith and a roster that you you really hit the nail on the head a lot of b guys a lot of guys you say i like that guy but where are the difference makers the true game Impact players yeah there's none find... there's none like you you turn on madden and you want those those guys at the x factors the texans don't have any they got like brandon cooks with a little superstar under him and that's it and it's so weird i thought he was going to be dealt last year and wasn't and then re-upped He's in it for the money, I guess. I mean, Davis Mills are dogs. I don't get it. Uh, first five. Actually, I might go back on it just off the cuff here, but there is one other team I think could could potentially have the first pick next year, and they play him in the first five. We'll get there. Uh, it is stupid how in sync we are sometimes. Uh. Home against the Colts, week one. L. 100%. Colts are winning that. Uh, traveling to Denver to play Russell Wilson and the Broncos, this, week two. This is – I didn't look – let me just go to Denver just real quick on this website here. Open up their schedule. This is the home opener for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think they well, just – Well, week one's a home opener, too. He's playing at Seattle. Uh, <laughs> But but I'm just saying that a home yeah. opener, Russell Wilson unveiled, the team comes in, and who do they have to stand in their way? Some paper and red, white, and blue. They just shred them. Denver big. Week three at Chicago. At Barnes. So when you said that the Texans might get the number one pick, I thought to myself, the Texans are the Bears. And they play them. <laughs> and I literally have on my paper. Okay. Fun fact, I have L, 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 L. But next to the Bears, I have L slash W. This is such a coin flip game. If it was, if this was in Houston, I'd give it to Houston. If it's in Chicago, I think Chicago takes it. It's Listen, I have um, my girlfriend's father is a Bears fan. I have friends who are Bears fans. I have... I have family members. I enjoy watching the Bears. I kind of root for them because they are so far away from the Steelers in all aspects. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. We will get to them in the NFC North breakdown. But they have done nothing but get worse. Like, they lost anyone I thought who could help them. And they haven't really acquired anyone who will get there. Um, 
it's at Chicago, but it's still in September. It's not like the weather is going to be a huge thing. But they're traveling to Denver, then to Chicago. I'm going to give Chicago the win on Justin Fields, but I I don't feel good about it. I don't feel I don't feel good. It's at Chicago, so I'm yeah. giving the Texans a loss. If it if it wasn't in Chicago, I'd give it to you. These teams are both really bad, but I think the Bears are worse than the Texans. It feels so nasty to say. And I also think we're going to be having a conversation here in a year or two. I think the Bears wrongly fired Matt Nagy. I just think this roster is so effing bad. I I don't know if that necessarily is wrong, Clan, because like it was good when Nagy got there. And all the steps while he was the head coach and that guy they fired, Pace, I think his name was. Yeah. Like, every step they made just seemed to be the wrong step the whole yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, um, trying to stick to the Texans here. They're, they're 0-3. Yeah. So then, boy, oh, boy. Week four, home against the L.A. Chargers. Herbert comes to town in a dome. I think he lights them up. I watched the NFL every week on three TVs and I four corner one of them on the Sunday ticket to have four games. Mm-hmm. I might sacrifice the four corners to just put the chargers on. I think they're going to be that fun to watch. I think they're that ready to go. Texas. I don't even think that they don't stand a chance. And, and nastily enough, the Texans beat the chargers last year. I think the chargers are looking to, uh, to clear that up too. So. um I like the Chargers. Week five at Jacksonville. Uh, we just went over this. I gave Jacksonville the win. I think you did as well. So zero oh, and five going into a much needed bye week as they replace Lovey Smith. <laughs> no, I'm just I don't. Uh, they're not going to fire him. He's there the whole season, but he's there the whole season. But this is this is a big cleanup job at this point. Because first way, off, I like Davis Mills. Well, we don't we don't know. We have no idea. Also. They're 0-5. They come out of the bye at the Raiders against the Titans against the Eagles. That's their next three out of the bye. They're 0-8. They're 0-8. I feel bad. I kind of want to give them the win against Chicago now. So here's here's the one bright spot because Texans fans are listening to this. So like, I'm going to shut this pot off. You guys are being negative. Like, here's the one bright spot. You traded to Sean Watson and you got a massive haul. Okay. You get you're gonna have probably have the first overall pick. You were the Bears, and it actually belongs to you this year. Okay, the Dolphins don't own you anymore, so it's your pick again. I, I there's some there's some promise there. I think that they I th- they have the opportunity to have their pick of the litter. If there's a suspension too to Deshaun Jacoby Brissett, that draft pick gets better for him too because they have the Browns next year. I'm assuming as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Any more on the Texans? Oh, they're on the clock, though, in the 2023 draft. All right. Uh, this next team, I was doing my prep the other day, and I literally had to text you. Yeah. I, I, that, they flew under my radar as being this good. So They should have been better last year, but Carson Wentz kept – I had the right take, and then Carson Wentz kept pulling me through the mud. Time after time, but I was like, this team is yeah, stacked. So the team we're talking about, the Indianapolis Colts, last year they went nine and eight in twenty twenty one. 
I listened to our breakdown from last year today for, I'm sorry, not a breakdown, our bold prediction episode going into last season, just to hear, you know, yeah. and you, you had like a, like a rapid fire must decide who's in, who's out. And I had the Colts just missing the playoffs. So I, I pretty much predicted them. Obviously we didn't go into a ton of detail, but you were asking me certain teams. Um, listen to these ads. Cause this is uh this is big time. So they go out and acquire Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons in a trade. Uh, I don't remember the exact compensation unless you have it in front of you, but it's not a lot. I don't, it was very small. It's it, it was well it worth it. Might have just been cash. I don't even know if there was picks involved. No, there was there was like a third, maybe or fourth. Um, defensive end Yannick Agakwe, great player. The Fourth Raiders team in like three years too. He's yeah, the on. Raiders wanted to move off of him because I think they wanted to bring in Chandler Jones. Uh, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Not sure if he's still that elite level corner, but he's still a good one. He he had a pretty solid season for Carolina last year when he did come back from injury. Running back Philip Lindsay. I think he's a nice compliment for what the Colts have uh, in a power back role, goal line back. And then, God forbid, something happens with Matt Ryan. Nick Foles signs with the Colts as well as a backup. Uh, key losses. Uh, Carson Wentz, obviously, traded off to Washington. Uh, Jack Doyle, tight end. Uh, cornerback Rakyasin. What a kick-ass name. Rakyasin. And then I believe Marlon Mack is also included in there. And uh, one of their starting safeties just retired a few days ago. I don't remember his name. Okay. But but the good thing is they were pretty loaded in the secondary, though. Like, they got guys that can. But I, yeah. I said this with the Steelers, like, key losses. Like, Carson Wentz, yes. But they upgraded his position. Like, they lost Rocky Sin, but added Stephon Gilmore. Like, I think those players are. You know, they lost Jack Doyle at tight end, but Mo Alley Cox stole the job from him last year, and that's yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Just just for people, Jack Doyle, like, by the way, Jack Doyle retired. Okay, so yeah. so but but a lot of you guys like um that are listening may not be as involved in the details as some sometimes I am, but like you hear some of these players leaving, all those players were were upgraded at their position, like they left, but yeah. they still have the Pro Bowl center and in my humble opinion, the best offensive lineman in the NFL and Quentin Nelson, um, Trent Williams, tackle him guard. I mean, sure. But, um, gosh, this defense that you, they drafted your boy Quiddy pay last year, DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, Darius Leonard, Bobby O'Karake. You get into the secondary, Julian Blackman, Rodney McLeod, Nick Cross, Kenny Moore, who's maybe the best slot corner, Stefan Gilmore. Like, this team was the only team to finish last year top 10 in offense and defense, and they missed the playoffs. I also think they led the league in Pro Bowl selections, which we know that's kind of a popularity thing, but, I mean, still, you start to look at even their special teams. They've got good, uh good kicker, good punter there. Like, this team was dying for a quarterback to just not turn the ball over, and they got a guy who's really good at that, Matt Ryan, and – um this team, I know everyone talks about their wide receivers, and I briefly mentioned that too. I just don't know if I believe in Michael Pittman. I know there's people out there who do. I jury's still out. But they draft Alec Pierce in the first round. We'll see out of Cincinnati. We'll see how he does. And then their third receiver is Paris Campbell. He's been, like, hurt all the time. And then, like, I'm looking at these names behind him. Ashton Doolin, 
Desmond Patman, Mike Strat, Strat, like who are these guys? Like I mean, off the street, this like their backups are the Packers like starters. I get that, but I'm just saying that like for a quarterback that's not mobile, you start to look at you know a running back that's going to be on the big whiteboard for every team to stop. We have to lock up 28. Jonathan Taylor start putting seven eight in the box. These wide receivers are going to have to win their matchups if they do. This team has every chance to be the one seed in the AFC South. But if their passing game cannot get going, I think this team can stumble, trip over themselves, and find themselves trying to squeak into the playoffs as a wild card again. Because even though I think the Titans have gotten worse, I think Rabel's a top five coach in the NFL. I mean, he just gets his team ready. They always seem prepared. Every detail is is done right. So I really like the Colts. Um, like you said, Philip Lindsay. Him and Nareem Hines behind Jonathan Taylor. Give him a little bit of – even Tyson Williams. He, he ran some good plays for the Ravens. So, I mean, they're loaded in the backfield, offensive line, quarterback, defense. They really only have one question mark, but in today's NFL it really matters, and that's that passing game. Can their wide receivers step up? I will say that Julio Jones has yet to have been signed to a team. Teams are going to start filling out their their rosters here soon. I believe he's going to be with the Colts. I'm fairly certain of that. Um, I'm not saying that's a massive impact player at this point in his career because he's not. I mean, he was actually probably the biggest letdown with the Titans last year. Uh, Second thing is about Pittman Jr. At this point, I think it's a really fair assessment and a really fair comparison. He's Juju Smith. Yes. Very good receiver. He's not a one. If he's a two, you're all right. If he's your three, you're in really good shape. Or if he's a plethora of receivers. Like if you have four Michael Pittmans, if you have four Jujus, you're going to be pretty darn good. The problem is, is the Colts don't have anyone. It's just Michael Pittman. So you'd think they would have, and I, I know you kind of like tried to write into influition trying to get Scary Terry over there, but it's like they, they almost needed to Talk make a up. play on somebody. Obviously, the the Titans weren't going to send A.J. Brown there, but the Colts need to make a massive play for a wide receiver because right now that's like their only weakness. The thing is, though, is Jerry's still out. I know he's a rookie, but Mike uh, Matt Ryan is a accurate thrower. He, you know, he's a big timing guy, a real leader. I mean, Alec Pierce, the guy they just drafted out of Cincinnati, six three two thirteen. And Michael Pittman, 6'4", 223. I mean, they got some big bodies out there on the outside. Facing the body and, um, dudes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman, most of his highlights are are jump balls that he's winning in single coverage. Now, granted, now he's going to see the number one corner everywhere he goes. But I don't know if their schedule is that daunting that they're going to be facing elite corners every week. I mean, so the thing is, a team with only one question mark, that's a really, really good team. There's no questions about the Colts other than really their wide receiving and passing game. Unless your question um, mark's quarterback. I think Matt Ryan's fine. No, I'm I'm saying unless your question mark's oh, quarterback. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I like the Colts. I Everyone do, too. I like the Colts. I do, too. And I think they have tons of depth, which is huge. We'll get into their first five if you're ready. And hope the Colts are ready. If you remember correctly, last year we said they probably had the worst starting five 
of, of anybody. And he even said, like, pick a five-game stretch. The Colts' Colts's first five games are probably worse. Yeah. Um, this year at the Texans to start the year, I think I, I think I think that's fair to say they're winning that game. Win. Uh, at Jacksonville, I just told you that's a loss for the Colts, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm giving them back-to-back wins. Okay. This one's going to shock you, though. Week three, they're hosting Kansas City. I have them beating Kansas City. Me too. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. HUS <laughs> is going to be fun, guys. Tune in. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City I mean, goes down. Here's my thought. They're going to beat the Texans. The Jags, they could beat them. But I think they lose to them. It's a swift kick in the, in the nuts. They open their eyes. Then their home openers against the Chiefs. That defense, that run game, perfect to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. They win that game. I I like him to win that game. I'm pretty confident of it. Week four, they got swept by the Titans last year. They host them. They win. Cool. Okay, I agree. I agree. I, I just I just think both times they lost to the Titans, it was Carson Wentz playing for the Titans. It, both no, times they lost to the yeah. Titans is because Carson Wentz got his <laughs> blues mixed up. Shame on him. Um, we we all see it. The backwards left-handed two-yard pick six. I mean, <laughs> yikes. Okay. Uh, Colts are 4-0, boys. Go. Week They're five. Rolling. They're rolling. At, De- at Denver. It's so hard to stay on topic because now I want to talk about Denver before I give a prediction and this and that. Oh, Denver. They're going to be improved. But I don't think Denver has a great front seven. They've got two edge guys. Their front seven as a whole ain't great. Denver's at home, and it's on a short week after a physical match against the titans i'm gonna let the broncos win but that is a great thursday night football game that is a great football game i have the broncos winning as well i have the colts at three and two you have them at four and one yeah i i mean three and two is definitely on the table four and one's on the table five and oh is on the table i don't see i don't see a physical way that they're two and three Unless they're literally just not as good. If Matt Ryan ends up being cooked, that's yeah. the only way. This is getting to like somewhat have to look up like deep analytics, and maybe I'm thinking too far. But I look at the as the at the Colts as an extremely physical team. Yeah, up front, run the ball, front seven in your face. Their bye week is in week fourteen. This team is going to be hurting, having to come out the gate and play all thirteen straight. And they play some, They play the Titans twice in there in terms of Smash Mouth. They play the Steelers defense, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the the Raiders, the Patriots at New England, like Washington's. For, I just think they play a lot of. I mean, every team's physical. I guess you could make that case. But a bye week at week fourteen for a team like this, at least they have the the stable of running backs that could potentially be okay. But um, man, that is a late bye week. I didn't even know they'd have them that late. I think they did last year, though, but, geez, that's a tough bye week. Yeah, for, I believe week 14 is the last week you can have it. But if you, are, if you are looking to watch the Colts, they have four 
brilliant primetime games, I think. They're at Denver on a Thursday night. They're home against the Steelers on a Monday night. They're at the Cowboys on a Sunday night. And they're at the Chargers on a Monday night. Those are all pretty good games for, that the Colts are participating in. So we'll get yeah. our chance to see the Colts. Any final words? I know you're high on them. No, no, they're a, they're a good team. Um, AFC is loaded, so it's hard for me to lock any team in the playoffs at this point, but they're a good team. I like the Colts a lot. Can't wait to watch them. Tennessee Titans uh, finished 2021 12-5. They lost in the divisional round as the number one seed to uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals after sacking them nine times. Just wasn't enough. They needed to sack them ten. Um, I'm going to start with the key losses here because it's a big one. Uh, obviously, they lose Julio Jones. They were just straight up released him, but they traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles. That is a massive loss for them, in my opinion. I think A.J. Brown's been one of the better players they've had in, in probably better short of a decade. Uh, while doing so, they draft Traylon Burks, though. Basically, his immediate replacement. With that <clears throat> pick, they took the Eagles pick and literally drafted uh, Traylon Burks. They also added Robert Woods, which I thought was a nice little move. One of the best blocking receivers in the NFL. One of the best blocking receivers in the last 20 years, next to probably Heinz Ward. He's just a physical blocking receiver. Robert Woods is a great ad for this team. Austin Hooper. Who? They kind of they missed the tight end position after losing uh, John o. Smith two years ago. I think this is a nice pickup for them. I thought it, I thought it. Uh, just kind of fit their team needs. And then Jamarco Jones, the tackle, uh, just bolstering up that offensive line. And then, though it was not an add or a loss, they re-signed Harold Landry III, their outside linebacker, five years, $87.5 million. That's a big deal for them. Uh, you alluded to it earlier. Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, is one of the better coaches in this league, definitely closer to one than he is 30. Um this is still a Derrick Henry-led team, but it's also still a Ryan Tannehill-led team. No veteran. Oh, I guess Robert Woods is a veteran leader, but like they don't really have that impact wide receiver that we know of. Traylon Burks could be that, but we just haven't seen it. Um, what do you have to add on this team so far? It's Derrick Henry <clears throat> or bust. I don't think either of these quarterback or wide receivers – can do for the team what A.J. Brown has been able to do for Ryan Tannehill. Um, But it seems to me, after watching for about two or three years, I think Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good regular season quarterback. And the lights are brightest in the playoffs. I think he struggles a bit. But um, maybe adding Malik Willis is a a good thing. Maybe some competitive edge in in that quarterback room. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't say it, or maybe I missed it, but Hassan Haskins is a – you want to go on this? So real real quick, so you, you brought up kind of the future players. And no, I, I, I did leave him out. So Malik Willis, do we think that he's going to take a snap this year? I'm sorry, do you think he's going to start a game this year? Because I do think he'll take snaps. Do you think he will start a game this year? It, the Titans would have to be be doing pretty bad, I think. Yeah, and I, I think Hassan Haskins. You I know would what? Literally... I'm gonna say yes, but I'm gonna say yes. Hassan Haskins. Those of you who don't know, huge Michigan fan. 
um, running back for Michigan. I would literally take a bullet for Hassan Haskins, and I'm not joking about that. I love the man to death. Perfect fit, but he's not going to see a lot of time, in my opinion. Well, that, that's the thing. I think they got a guy to help Derrick Henry a little bit. Um, I'm just saying in terms of his health, because if Derrick Henry plays the full season, he's a real monster. Um, Austin Hooper's been a cool name after one good season at the Falcons. He didn't really do much at the Browns. We'll see what he can do. Seems like Vrabel knows how to use his tight ends, though, so that's a positive. Um, this whole this whole operation's built off of the play action. I just wonder if some of the things the Bengals did on defense to really fluster Tannehill in that game, if more teams start to do, um, you're going to pack the box and you're going to take your chances against Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. Um, then again, the last three years, I've said, I don't like the Titans. And then they become the one seed in the AFC. So I do have to say, as much as it pains me and as much as I want to have a good read, I don't have a good read on this team. I look at their roster and I'm like, eh, they have a great running back. Meh, I can't really – there's not too many big names on their defense. I know Bud Dupree because he's a stealer. Kevin Byard's one of the best safeties in the game. But it's like then the defense goes out and just smacks you in the mouth. It's, it's literally Mike Vrabel. It is so hard to look at a team comprised of just guys that fit. They aren't these miraculous players that come to play in Tennessee. He just has an extremely good eye on free agency and through the draft to find players that fit. They they are in your mouth for 60 minutes a game. And the Titans are going to be good. I just, I don't know, every year I say they're not, and then I want to be the guy that says, I told you so, and then they're just always good. So because of Mike Vrabel, this team's going to be good, but I don't like a quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I don't think their wide receiver is that impressive. Their offensive line. Uh, the Titans are just a confusing team to me. That's the one big reason that this division seems so uninteresting to me. Texans are god awful, and the Titans, I just, I don't know how to read them. I don't, I don't have a good grasp on the Titans. Yeah, last year you, you were not high on the Titans. I, I was an high enough. I thought they would win the division. Um, I'm down on them. But the thing is, is they won so many games last year doing what I think they are this year. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. how they won games last year is how they're going to try and win games this year. So what makes me think they can't? They won 12 of those games. Uh, I think they take a step back. Um, and, I mean, they have, <laughs> they, they have a pretty tough first five, too. They definitely have a tough three-game stretch. So uh, I just think at this point, this team has, and I like Ryan Tannehill, don't get me wrong, his redemption story after leaving Miami has been really big. I think they're Ryan Tannehill away from being really good. Uh, they just don't have enough right now. I think that they're they're the way that they're built to win, Tannehill's yeah, all right, but it, just, would be, it has a it has a, a peak. It has a, a ceiling. I think what would be great for this team is an A.J. Brown. I, think that would put them over the top. I know that's funny because they got rid of them, but that, that's what they're missing. No. Yeah. Because play action and you need a, a wide receiver who can play in, play out, beat man-to-man coverage. And A.J. Brown does that. And for what it's worth, for the listeners, Traylon Burks mock his uh, his um, comp, sorry, not his mock, his comp 
was A.J. Brown. Yeah. So he, he is a big physical receiver. Out of Arkansas, he's good. Well, he was good yeah. in college. We'll see if that translates. They might have literally replaced him, and all of a sudden the Titans are way better than we thought simply because of that. There's some people standing on the table right now, maybe listening, like Robert Woods, Brad. And it's like he's coming off of an ACL injury. We don't know that. And he's old. Go. He was never the number one, and he's going into like late. He, like you said, he's getting up there. It's yeah. Like no, no, Robert Woods is not in his in his late twenties anymore. I mean, he's probably thirty. I'm looking it up now. I think he's like thirty one, thirty two. Uh, um, wow, he's literally <laughs> April tenth, nineteen ninety two. So he's my birthday week, your birthday week, but he's my age. He's thirty. I I don't know. Maybe he's. Maybe it's just fine, but ACL injuries aren't what they used to be, but I don't know. I don't look at Robert Woods as this burner. He's a blocking receiver that can catch underneath. I I feel like I'm being very indecisive on the Titans. I think they're good. I just don't think they're that good. They're not 12-5 and five, number one seed good. I'll continue to be wrong on the Titans if I am, but I'm going to stick to my guns on my picks and – We'll just let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Well, we got to this point. Um, who wins the division? Oh, first, sorry. Wow. First five for the Titans. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm jumping around. First five for the Titans. Week one, hosting the New York Giants. I Lost. think that's a dub. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was about to be like, Giants. what? <laughs> they beat the Giants. So, we were talking about really bad teams. That's another one. I think yeah. the Giants are horrendous. I think they can make a step this year, but they're not going to be – they're not first overall pick quality, but they're definitely – Like five, six wins? Pick. They're a top like five, six pick. wins? Okay. Yeah, I mean, somewhere in there. I don't think they'll be as – they scored 24 touchdowns last year in 17 games. It's not happening again. It's not happening again. It's, it's not happening again. Okay. <laughs> Week okay. two at the Buffalo Bills. Cold, not really a factor yet. But the Josh Allen is. <laughs> Josh uh, Allen's he, a factor. Did they beat Buffalo last year? I can check quick. They won't beat them this year, but let's just get to the. They beat a lot of really good teams. I know they slaughtered they, the Rams. They beat Buffalo at home in October, thirty-four, thirty-one, in a really good. It was a Monday night. That's game. That's right. That's right. It was a Monday night game. Yes, yes. So they did beat them. Yeah. But this one's at Buffalo. What do you think? I got I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo as well. Week three, home against the Raiders. Raiders. A team I'm very excited to talk about. So excited. We have we've done our fair share of shitting on the Raiders since this pod. Oh, I can't started. wait to love the Raiders this year. I can't <laughs> wait to love the Raiders. The listeners year. are gonna be like, what the I hell? I can't hell wait happened? to love the Raiders this year. Um I got the Raiders winning. Yeah. So I got the Titans <laughs> dropping to one and two. Week four at the Colts. We just talked about it. I took the Colts. You took the Colts. Right. I, I, we both have them dropping to one and three. Yeah. Week five at the Washington Commanders. Stop it. Stop it. That's a dub. <laughs> What is the one thing that the Colt or that the the Titans have to do? Run the ball. I'm I'm not saying that I'm taking Washington. I just want to use more than one form of communication to convey that I think this 
has every bit of a trap game because if if you're one and three, let's just say they're one and three, and the bye week is the following week. Tannehill knows if he loses this game, Malik Willis could be coming. If their bye week is week six and they're one and four through five games, what's stopping them from seeing what Malik Willis has? I think that pressure could get to Tannehill. The only thing that could be stopping him is how not ready he is. That that's true, but I'm just so we don't know about that, I guess. Let's say Malik Willis is showing some bright spots. His athleticism gives him a little bit extra time. But they go into Washington, and, and we talk about that D-line. Chase Young's back, you know, his his comeback season. We just talk about their front seven under Ron Rivera. And now you have, you know, Carson Wentz, who isn't, again, he threw away some games, but he also won the Colts some games here and there, too. He's got a good running game. Got a good O line. He's got scary Terry. He's got Jahan Dotson now from Penn State. I I just think this offense could could pose a few problems on the perimeter. This is a huge trap game. Pressure on Tan. If they are one and three, if we're correct up to this point, they're one and three. They're going into a team that their strengths are the Titans' strengths. So it's you know unstoppable force meets a movable object. And um. I don't know, Jeff. I can't pick. I can't pick right now. I need to see these I, teams play football. I can't. I can't pick right now. I the, know the Titans uh, should win. I just think there's. I a think lot they of roll them. Like I, I think the oh. Titans are. Dude, this is one of those games. Where like, okay, now we're one and three. Enough of this, and they just destroy them. But this could. No, oh, I know. And Mike Vrabel, we talk about him being a good coach. Give me the Commanders. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. I, I know you guys are probably killing me, but again. You hate the Titans. I hate <laughs> the Titans. <laughs> um, Sorry. Let's get Malik uh, Willis in there. Let's go. No, that's, yeah, it's fine. I, I think that the listeners probably already know this answer. Who wins this division? Colts. Colts. But let's make it interesting because now all of a sudden I have a one. I'm just wondering who finished. Who finishes second? Titans. Let's not. But the Jags, man. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not saying much, but you hear me. Okay. Colts, Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Eagles, Chargers, all on that. But, man, they play the Texans twice, the Jags twice. The Jags would have to sweep the Titans to take second. Without question, that has to happen. Um, Yeah, you talk about a a third-place schedule versus a first-place. Schedules look a little different, but let's not not go nuclear on the Titans and say they're going to finish third in the division. But week five. They go one and four. Malik Willis in. They trade Tannehill to the Browns because they need a better quarterback than Brissett. And we're just we're getting after it. <laughs> Jimmy G to the Titans. Oh, Let's boy. go. <laughs> Wait a minute. I actually love that. It's great. It's fantastic, isn't it? I actually love Jimmy G to the Titans. Ship Ryan Tannehill to the 49ers. They play positionless offense. He's played wide receiver before. Let Tannehill play receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end, move them all no. around, cost you an offense. 
three-team trade. You don't see it often. Tannehill to Seattle. That way you don't have to ship Garoppolo to a rival. Ship Garoppolo to Tennessee, okay? And then picks to the 49ers? And Tennessee ships picks to the Niners to help because they shipped off and received Jimmy. Dude, look at me. Look at you. Look at us. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, we just broke a trade at the end of the at the end of the pod. But what's this? Adam Schefter breaking news. Three team trade <laughs> after sources from a real talk podcast that hasn't posted yet. Oh goodness, that's great. Um, I think that's a wrap. You got anything else? No, not a whole lot. I just uh, gave quite a few sneak peeks into teams. Um. Big on and teams I'm not, but I wonder if any of them are really shocking. So if you guys follow the pod, you guys follow the, uh, you guys listen to these, or you're not, you know, you've been following us for a couple years, you know that we do one full side first. So next week is either the AFC East, which is very compelling, or the best division in football, the AFC West, which is extremely compelling. So uh, both divisions, I know I'm looking forward to. I'm sure Brad is too. yeah, hopefully you guys are digging this. AFC South, kind of a more boring division, but still gave you an hour of content here. So anything else, my good friend? No, that's it. Colts are taking the division after they should have last year. I'm so mad last year. I don't even know why. I don't even like the Colts. We are one week closer to football. Oh, I was just going through my calendar. I got something all but one Saturday. I have like stuff booked. Dude, I'm I'm right there with you. And then boom, it's like, hey, I got a free weekend. Nope, we're probably doing fantasy drafts that weekend because it's yeah. six days before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap. And we will uh see you guys next time. We out. Real talk. Peace.